What's going on, Sacramento soccer fans? This is John, and welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento, the Sacktown SC Podcast, part of the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scars. Check them out at roughneckscars.com and raise your game today. Today, I am joined via the Makuni Dreamline by three very important people to not only the Sacramento Republic, but the Sacramento community itself. Please welcome Community Investment Manager Kevin Burdick, Vice President of Community Investment, Scott Mope, and the glue that keeps them together, Sophia Chandler. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. How are you all doing? Uh, I think we're doing good. I know that, that you gave the proper introduction for the glue and for Kev. If, if Sophie's the glue, I don't know what Kev is, but it's something also important like glue. And I'm really, we have, we have yet to find my role exactly of what I'm supposed to be in this whole game. You're, you're kind of like scotch tape, I think. You're oh. like, you're there. <laughs> Only used for a certain amount of time, huh? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But only I can say that. That's right. My first question, Kevin, how did you get involved with Republic? Yeah, uh, you know, and thanks again for having us on, uh, Jonathan. This is great. We, you know, for myself, I'm, you know, proud to be born and raised in Sacramento. Um, You know, hometown kid and uh, went away for college for a little bit, came back kind of immediately and actually got my first role in, uh, in Sacramento as working for the Kings. Uh, you know, right after their, uh, you know, new ownership group came in, uh, building Golden One Center, uh, heading up some community programs there uh, with Scott. And then kind of after that, it was time for some new challenges. And uh, Republic FC came calling, uh, you know, being from Sacramento, I was passionate about the club, you know, the day they were founded. Games, Miracle of Bonnie and um, playoff games with my parents who were season ticket holders. Nice. And Scott, you've long time been the voice of the Kings. How did you get involved with the organization? Yeah, so um, at UC Davis, then came right back home. Always been interested in giving back uh, so much to me when I was growing up. And so uh, having the opportunity to do that kind of work in a sports landscape is pretty amazing. Had the opportunity to join the Kings first. That's where Kevin and I uh, first. That's when the Wonder Twins actually uh, the power united at that moment. And then, uh, yeah, we both got to take our talents to uh to a different kind of ball right we got to join the the illustrious illustrious sac republic fc who for many years before us were doing some incredible community work uh really got the uh, fan base uh started really put out what the culture and values are around community work and so we've just really been able to carry that forward kind of keep going what you know and building upon the momentum that was already there and also uh setting up some new uh new opportunities for us to help this community in entirely new ways particularly now with uh the current state of affairs in our region and and state and country and world so uh it's been a super cool opportunity for me to just continue to give back this indomitable community so the audio that you guys are hearing, are, are that's essentially Kevin and Scott driving around, dropping things off. But before we get into that, Sophia, what is it like to play such an important role with the Republic and, and essentially be the glue for, uh, for these two twins? Um, they're being very nice when they say that. Kevin told me this from day one, but every single day is different, uh, especially things are changing day by day and we're just finding new ways to um, do our community outreach and helping out in our run. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really just exciting and it's fun. We get to be really creative with the work that we do and um, it's really rewarding 
getting all getting to see kind of the impact that we're having on on our community. Awesome. Well, I first want to ask, and you guys can go in around, Robin, I'm pretty sure the answer would be the same for everybody. But I'd like to start off with a question that I normally ask at the end of our interviews. But with you guys today, it's a little different because we're talking so much about it. What does community mean to you guys? To me, community is the importance of people coming together, working together, being together. Um, I know that for our work, where it's you know mostly about giving back and supporting a community, uh, to us, you know, there the community is. Uh, there's no. It's impossible to actually wrap your arms around it because it's always growing. It's changing. Uh, we don't exclude anyone. We want everybody uh, in and uh, and want to figure out ways that we can help to make this place, this place we call home. Uh, a better place to, to, you know, we say to live, work and play a lot, but uh, really just to exist. And so if we can make somebody within this community's lives a little bit better, uh, a kid have a meaningful experience that they remember as part of a community initiative, uh, you know, a, a family, uh, a family's lives more enriched than, you know, we've done our job and helped to support the community that we all love and care about so much. Yeah, and I think to add on to Scott's point, I mean, for Sacramento, you know, and, and really within our club, we talk about indomitable. And, uh, you know, Sacramento is such a, you know, resilient city. And, um, you know, it means so much, I think, to us and the club that, you know, we're all we're all in these things together like this. Uh, obviously, situation that we're going through right now with COVID-19 is, as I say, fluid. And but, you know, we're trying to our best to, you know, influence the community in a good way. And we know that, you know, or we'll, we'll all get past it. And then we're on to the next, you know, way to positively influence the community. So for us, it's just about being a, a partner in the space to hopefully, you know, again, make this region the, the best it's ever been. And then I would jump in and say, for me, I guess my understanding of community ties into my experience playing sports where you have this kind of sense of unity and teamwork. Um, you know, when you have a strong community, you're, you're there for them and then vice versa. When you need your community, they're right there for you. So I think being able to help develop that is um, really awesome. So you three and the entire staff have been involved in some really big things since the shelter in place uh, went into effect here in the Sacramento County and essentially our region. I'd like for you to take some time to walk us through each of the four investment initiatives, if that's okay. And I'd like to start off with Indomitable Hands. What essentially is that program and how is this working out for you guys right now? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll start with this one. I mean, it's this and it's not possible without the other two that are on the, the call right now. And, uh, you know, this was truly a team team effort. I mean, I know that sounds cliche a lot, but this, this one really uh, is, a, is a great example of it. Um, and not just with these three on the call, but with partners like Rayleigh's and other uh, volunteers in the community, our Sac Republic, and in our entire staff. Um, you know, it really started understanding as we were all getting more familiar with what this stay-at-home order was going to mean for all of us in our own daily lives. One thing that kind of bubbled to the surface for me and and others is is that there's there's a group of our of our population um, neighbors that are older, that are 65 and older, who are, you know, in many cases, especially when it was all starting, being classified as being much more vulnerable and at risk because of their age and potentially other health conditions that are there, co-occurring issues that they are having 
with their health. And so just by sheer notion of the stay at home order, they were being forced into a more vulnerable, a more at risk position, um, isolated. And so we felt like it was incumbent upon us to do something about that. Um, and so we started a process to look at what taking just community nominations, anybody in the community at large could nominate a senior 65 and older. You, they go onto our website, very easy form to fill out where they're nominating uh, someone who comes to mind, a neighbor of theirs, a family member, a coworker, former coworker, uh, who they know is at home, older, uh, in an at-risk, vulnerable position. And we would uh, then respond by working with our partners at Rayleigh's to put together a bag filled with groceries that lasts them uh, upwards of five days, about eight meals inside of each grocery bag, and that we would uh, use our volunteer corps, our army of, of Sac Republic volunteers to deliver it directly to their doorstep, knock on the door, ring the doorbell, back away, and, uh, and let them have a, f- a few days of, of free food, um, courtesy of, of Rayleigh's Food for Families and the Republic. So. It really all came together very fast. It had to, uh, but we knew we had to take advantage of the opportunity to help these people that needed it most. So, uh, you know, 900 nominations later, we've delivered more than 500 bags. Over 3,500 meals have been dropped off to people's doorsteps who are in need, uh, all free of charge. It's been a very, very special program. Kevin and I, Sophie as well, have been involved in some very, very neat, very, very um, important activities in the community and initiatives that really help people. This one, this one's a little different and it's felt great from the beginning as it's, it's amazing. I'm in the car because right now, because I just dropped off, um, a, uh, a, a, bag of groceries to a woman in South Sacramento who nearly cried when I dropped it off. She admitted she didn't know anything about soccer, but she said that when she's able to go outside again, that she will uh, rush to, to buy a ticket and come to a game because of it. So uh, very special, uh, to say the least, has been this Indomitable Hands program. Kevin, Sophia, anything else to add to what Scott has mentioned? Or? No, he hit, I mean, he hit it on the head. It's It's been something that we've been, uh, I mean, it's almost awe-inspiring seeing all of our teammates kind of jump in and, and wanting to help and and really like, you know, kind of activating the Sacramento community to, hey, check on your, you know, your elderly neighbors or check on your, you know, elder, elderly relatives, um, you know, not only for, for this program, for the nomination piece, but just check in with them. Like everyone, I think, regardless of, of age or class is um, handling the, the situation, the shelter in place differently. And, um, you know, it's, it's good that we can hopefully have a little bit of an impact in having people check on others. And if it means just dropping off a couple, uh, you know, ready to go meals for the week and brings a smile to their face. Like it honestly, it feels so good. I mean, like I mentioned before, we kind of started this call, like we were today, as of today, I think we're finishing up delivery number 540 of, of, you know, meals directly to seniors doors, all, all thanks to really the Sacramento community kind of stepping in and nominating others. So, um, it's been super inspiring and, um, honestly a, a ton of, of fun to be a part of. It, and it doesn't just, it's the, it's the Sacramento community that has rallied to nominate those people in the community that needed this type of support service, the food delivery. But let's not forget that we also have been taking donations that have been being, that, that are directed direct to, to the food for families website 
uh, that's Rayleigh's uh, kind of nonprofit arm where they work on food insecurity issues and work with food banks every single day. And, uh, and so we knew that we were going to have to rely on the Sacramento community, not just to uh, nominate seniors, but to donate so that we could allow for more bags of groceries three and a half weeks ago to today. We've raised upwards of $55,000 that ultimately is going directly to bottle. If people didn't want to nominate, some people nominated and donated. It's just been, it's been overwhelming uh, to see the support and how people have been able to kind of react in this time when we all need to do our part. Nice. It sounds like there's a lot more involved than just handing food to people who are 65 and older. And it kind of changes an outlook for not just you guys who are delivering, but it also brings people together in the community. And that's, that's something that goes further than just a conversation. You guys are also doing, uh, we recently saw a launch of the city scarf, uh, buy a scarf, buy a bag campaign that's going on. Can you guys give us some insight into how that program's doing, how it came along and how long it's going to be going? Well, Kev loves himself a good scarf, Sophie too. I know it's part of the soccer culture uh, that these uh, scarves are worn with such pride. We were able to quickly pull one together where we, we turned it into another donation opportunity, basically. So free sale that runs until the end of April bias those of this program to, to buy more bags. So I don't, you know, I know uh, there are collectors out there who pride themselves on, on getting every single scarf. Some people want to buy it just for a good cause, but um, it's just a, it's an incredible opportunity to add on to this program to help keep it going, moving it forward, knowing the, the true fans of our club are at the kind of at the basis of this one. They are the backbone of the, the scarf purchases and, uh, and we've raised a ton of money uh, from this as well. And I'll kind of jump back in on that, Jonathan. Um, you know, the the scarf program, it's, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of fans who do want to collect these things and um, hopefully activating our, our, our fans in a, in a different way to help with the Indomitable Hands program. You know, it's just a cool another way to, to get involved. Um, you know, not everyone thinks about, oh, I'm just going to donate, you know, $35 to buy a bag. Um, you know, directly to Rayleigh's, they don't always think that way of, of, you know, quote unquote, like paying it forward. But, you know, if they get something cool out of it, then they're like, oh, I'm in. So I think uh, going up until April 30th, uh, that's when the pre-orders are kind of due. Um, then we'll send off our order to uh, our scarf manufacturer and, and get those, uh, those starting to be processed. And yeah, it's, it's taken off really well. I think we've, we've sold a, more than a couple hundred of these scarves to help benefit the program. And um, yeah, also, you know, give our fans some, some really cool, uh, you know, collector scarves, so to speak. I think we're getting, I think we're closing in on uh, almost 500 scarves, to be honest. I mean, we are, we are running up the, the number. It's going to be a lot of people uh, cruising around Sacramento when we're all able to get back outside. They're going to be rocking these scarves. I'll tell you that. And then who knows, maybe even those scarves become something that are, is done regularly. And this becomes a regular thing for the Republic and the community. That'd be, be awesome. Uh, Sophia, any take on the city scarf on your end? No, again, I just think it's a another awesome initiative that our team, you know, the whole Sac Republic um, team has come up with. And again, it's supporting a great cause. Um, and like Scott says, everybody loves a good scarf. So um, yeah, if you can definitely go buy one and, and help us continue 
our Indomitable Hands program. The next investment uh, initiative is Letters of Kindness. What's what's going on behind Letters of Kindness? Who's that going to? And what's the sole purpose of it? Um, yeah, I can go ahead and jump in on that. So Letters of Kindness was, um, it's kind of a platform that we designed where anyone can go and write a note or um, draw a picture, send a video clip, anything kind of sharing words of encouragement to our healthcare workers um, at UC Davis. So on our website, on the landing page, you can go and you can actually see all of those notes that have been written and um, they're just public there so anyone can go in and look at them. And it's it's been uh, kind of on the back burner, but we're hoping to kind of revamp it just with indomitable hands. We've had a lot going on, but we'd really love to see more kind of notes coming in. We even got someone who is a healthcare worker who submitted a note just saying thank you. Um, you know, they said that they're a healthcare worker on the front lines and that they got a chance to sit down and read the, the notes that are on there now. And it just gave them, you know, kind of inspired them. And they were just really grateful for that. And it's, it's a really neat idea too, because it's something that anyone can do from home and it just takes a few minutes and it really does make an impact. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how that grows now that there's, there's some ability to get that moving. It should be uh, interesting and there should be some good stories behind it as well. In terms of the volunteer corps, uh, which seems to, um, it, has, it has room for growth as well. What's going on with the volunteer uh, core group? Yeah, I'll take that one. Um, yeah, so we, you know, with our, with our staff, like, a, you know, we have probably 40 to, to 50 um, you know, capable staff who want to jump in and, and do something, especially during this crisis, like, especially with our, let's say our ticket sales uh, side, for example, um, you know, there's, there's no games to sell tickets for or to talk about. So, um, you know, they just said, Hey, we have some time and we want to want to be able to help. So we with that, we've been able to mobilize um, our staff and putting in nearly almost I think as of today, nearly 350 to 400 volunteer hours back into the community with not only the Indomitable Hands program of making those calls to check in on the, the nominees and scheduling the deliveries, but then also delivering. Um, and then we've also had some incredible connections with, you know, the Sacramento Food Bank um, and uh, also Sac City Unified School District to help put more meals back into the community. Um, both organizations are doing a tremendous job in, in kind of upping their capacity to you know, feed really students that are, you know, that also rely on going to school for their meals, for their breakfast or for their lunch. Um, And so that doesn't stop. So the school district still actually ironically is, is uh, putting out more meals today than they, what they were uh, when school was actually in session. So with that, they need more people, more bodies. So um, we've been able to mobilize a lot of our staff uh, to be able to help receive some of those donations from the food bank, putting them into the cars of people, um, at a couple local middle schools and elementary schools uh, with Sac City Unified. Um, we spent some time over at the food bank, you know, literally packing those boxes and, um, you know, tr- even transporting uh, meals from the food bank down to St. John's program for real change. Um, so it's been, it's been awesome to see a lot of our nonprofit community kind of come together and, um, you know, collaborate on, on ways to get more meals out into the community. And we've been fortunate to be kind of the, you know, chain in that to be able to make some moves happen. And then, you know, also there's some incredible organizations out there. Um, 
you know, who started this program called Family Meal. Uh, you know, some of the best restaurants like Mulvaney's, uh, Camden Spit and Larder, uh, Woodlake Tavern, for example, they, uh, Canon, of course, you know, they immediately realized that there was going to be a need for meals to go out as well, uh, not only to the community, but also for their farm supply chain to make sure that they're still purchasing food, uh, make sure that they, their farmers still are employed. Um, so they've been delivering weeks worth of food really every day. Um, and we've been really fortunate to work with uh, not only them, but really paratransit. So paratransit, uh, you'll see them around town, the shuttle service that provides, uh, you know, people who are elderly and disabled, you know, transportation to and from medical appointments and other things. Um, their ridership obviously is significantly decreased during this stay at home pandemic. Um, so we were able to turn uh, a few of their shuttles into these meal distribution uh, shuttles for us. So um, every Tuesday, we're, we're at a couple local restaurants, um, helping move some of these meals onto the paratransit shuttles and then bringing them to local senior homes um, in the Sacramento grid uh, with Sacramento Housing and Redevelopment Agency. So a lot of like collaborative partners jumping into the space because everybody wants, again, with Sacramento, just wants to do something um, to lend a helping hand. So it's been really fun and uh, really inspiring to see a lot of our teammates who normally are working the phones, you know, nine to five, helping us jump in and, and leave a positive impact on the community. Nice. And I'll just, I'll just jump in if I can. And I'm hoping that I uh, am coming through. Okay. I know that I'm getting, okay, good. I getting through, uh, <clears throat> getting through some parts of Sacramento that aren't always great. We can work. That can be our next quest is working on full technology access and good cell service throughout the entire region of Sacramento. Wi-Fi um, but I, the Wi-Fi for all, there it is. Um, I guess what I would just say is, especially because of your loyal listener base, knowing who it is we're, we're kind of talking to and, and uh, having the opportunity to share some of this stuff with, you know, I, there is a plan that we are going to roll out, get to, uh, that is going to allow uh, those faithful followers of the club, those that are of the, in and of themselves very giving, compassionate people um, we're going to, we're going to be volunteering side by side with our fan base, with our, with, with, uh, our fan groups, with people who are interested in the club, with our season ticket members and partners. That is definitely our goal is to get more and more volunteerism activated, working, you know, volunteering right beside us in various capacities over the next couple of years, seasons to come. I know that that's something that our president Ben Gumpert has always been passionate about. He is one of the, one of the great volunteers. Uh, one of the greatest volunteer leaders I've ever had the chance to work for. And so he really, you know, he, he, he preaches it and he does it. And he, he wants us to allow our, our fan base the opportunity to step alongside us to, uh, to perform various volunteer activities in the community so that we can, you know, increase the numbers in which we can give back in. So um, I would look for that as well, opportunities that will be coming down the pike uh, for, for everybody, listeners and otherwise to get involved. One of the things that has been interesting that I, when I've talked to other, um, podcasts within the country for what their teams are doing, one of the things that came up, um, was the idea of picking a restaurant every week that you would send, um, supporters to. And then after they pick up food, you'd have a watch party of a, of an old match or something like that. Is that something that's been talked about at all? I mean, we're looking at so many different ways to engage our fans, keep them connected. Everybody is missing sports right now. 
uh, at, you know, the NFL draft that just went through. I'm sure they had uh, there were as many or more eyeballs on that just because people are hungry for sport. I yeah. think they're also people are hungry to get back together. They're hungry for that connection that we've that we've lost. And sports is just one of those lovely ways that we can do that, that we can connect people together. Think about it at a game environment. You're there. You, you certainly came with three of your friends, but you're sitting next to four other people that you've never met, but you're all, you know, cheering on the same team. You're high-fiving at goals. You're yelling at the referee on a bad yellow card. I mean, you know, th those, are, those are moments that are created within our community that you just can't replicate anywhere else. So I know people are hungry for opportunities to get back and watch games and be together. We are certainly looking at exploring every opportunity safely, of course, following the, the governor's orders, um, but looking at ways that we can bring our fans back together in virtual spaces, potentially soon in physical ways, giving them opportunities to kind of congregate, but, but safely in some, in some environments that, that, that could be around soccer. So we are absolutely, we are, we, we are on calls constantly with other leagues, with MLS, with USL, trying to determine ways that we can come back and come back safely to deliver sport again to our fans and to the community. And potentially stronger. You never know what happens from, from That's your guys' right. outreach in the community in and of itself. So wishing the best on that end because we know once it starts back up, it's gonna, it's, people are going to be shy at first. But um, with you guys and the work that you've done in the community, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come forward and show and, and we'll be just as strong as we were that opening night at a PMP. You bet. So Kevin, Scott, and Sophia, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, how can people stay up to date with community investment and potentially help out during this time if, if there is a call for it? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would just say, I mean, Sophia's uh, shout out about the letters of kindness. That's a great way for people to continue to uh, uh, support one of our initiatives that obviously is housed on our website. Um, and so people, obviously, your, many of your listeners are, are on there regularly for one reason or another. There is a community tab that has all of our initiatives, a lot of our, uh, our work that's being showcased and profiled, uh, following along on social platforms as well as a great way to stay connected with what we're able to do uh, in the community. And we're also easy to reach. Kevin, Sophie, myself, make ourselves very available for ideas and people reaching out, whether it's to give us uh, some concept, tell, tell us that they're interested in X, Y, or Z initiative, or you know they want to they want to encourage us to continue on and, and uh, keep beating the community drum and helping this indomitable city the way we, uh, we want to, need to, and are responsible for. Well, again, thank you to you three for taking the time to join me. And I look forward to having the opportunity to have more conversations in the coming future regarding what you guys are doing and how we as a podcast and a community can support your efforts. Love it, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you guys for, for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Today's guests were brought to you by the Makuni Dreamline. Makuni is offering $15 off your order of a platter and has made it easy with the Makuni app. Please make sure to pre-order, stay in your car when you arrive, and they will deliver your meal to you in your car. Visit them today at makunisushi.com or download their app available in the App Store. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.
Com. That's all we have for today's episode. A special thank you to Kevin, Scott, and Sophia from the Community Investment Team with the Sacramento Republic and for taking the time to join us and to you, the listener, for taking the time as well. Remember to have your notifications on as we don't want you to miss our new episodes and make sure to subscribe and give us some positive comments. Check out our episodes on our website, sactownfc.com. Cheers, everybody. Talk to you soon.